Good morning, good evening, wherever it may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 522. My name is Eric Nelson. With me today, I have my regular co-host, Matt Lungeth. Today is Wednesday, August, I don't know what it is, the 12th? 12th. The 12th, 2020. Matt, how you doing? Eric, I am well, as usual, uh, in the midst of wrapping up an HVAC project and hands-on all things uh, damper control. And speaking of hands-on labs and all things hands-on, well, I'm sure we have some great guests today to speak about uh, the hands-on labs coming up here at VMworld. But before we get to that, how are you, sir? What's the weather and how is the color of the bay? Well, let me tell you, I'm doing really well. Uh, I think everybody has a home project going on. My home project was to upgrade my internet uh, from like 80 megabits to 120 megabits and get a new cable modem, which is always fun. I got to take a poll. How many calls does it take to your cable operator before you finally get your modem settled to a point where it doesn't disconnect every 35 minutes? Like, like I am now at call number four. Right? So it's a fun time here. I would say that you're lucky at four and only four. Yeah, that's true. I should count my blessings for sure. Um, the color, the, the weather here in California has been warm. We're in August. It gets up into the 80s now, so it's dry. Everything is super dry. The color of the bay is it's a green choppy. It's a little bit breezy, so we get some chop out. Sun reflects off the shallow water, gets a little turbulent, kicks up some mud, and uh, you get a darker color, so it's like a little choppy green today. But beautiful day. We're in California. It's dry all the time, hot, dry, sunny, but not been too hot, so I'm pretty, pretty pleased with that. On the show today, we are going to be talking about Hands-On Lab at uh, VMworld 2020. We're coming up to uh, VMworld. Uh, Leanna Jones, uh, she's a senior co content architect uh, for Hands-On Lab, and Sandy Bisoso, content architect, Hands-On Lab, VMware. They're both on the show. Uh, if you want to, you can go over to uh, YouTube. Uh, it is youtube.com slash vbarbecue. Uh, give us a, a follow and a like if you want. And you can see what we look like. We live stream every week over there. But we're also on iTunes. If you listen to us live, you can go to iTunes and download this as a podcast as well. All right. With that, we will get on to the news. I know uh, we have uh, some announcements for the experts, some stuff going on there, as well as the standard dates uh, as we come into six weeks away from VMworld, uh, the online event. Uh, we'll start just reading out the, the dates. So uh, VMworld is September 29th and October 1st two-day live stream. They're going to do live stream in Europe, live stream in U.S., and then some live in, I don't know if there's any live in APJ, but there are definitely US and Europe times that things are gonna be live streamed, but you can watch it anywhere in the world. Uh, go to vmworld.com and uh, sign up. It's free for 99% of the content there. So bring a person, bring a buddy. We're trying to uh, increase reg. I, I'm not sure I'm allowed to say how many are reg, but I, I think it's over 50K, but I'm not gonna say that out loud. Did I, did I, Matt, did I say that? Um, all right. You didn't hear that. It was an, it was anomaly. Just a totally an, yes, an yeah. audio anomaly. I think that was my cable modem just messing up squirrely. But anyway, we'd like to see us get to 100. So bring a friend, sign up. It's free. It's going to be a lot of fun. But before you do that, go out and buy that third monitor, right? Get that third monitor set up so that you can watch the live streams all day long while you're doing your regular day job. 
At the same time, there's going to be a lot of other things going on. There is V Brown Bag that's happening the day before VMworld, I think on that Monday and Tuesday. Um, I think that those dates are correct. Uh, then we have the uh, Code Connect conference, which is really just at the end of VMworld. It's the traditional VMware code booth. But because everything live streams, we just can't have it all together. So we're doing it the, the two days after VMworld, so that Thursday and Friday. There's a hackathon that we're go we're running. It's going to actually start September 21st. So you can go join the hackathon, set up a team, and uh, participate for that that whole week and a half. And then during the code event, we will actually showcase what's actually happening, who's written what code. There's hands-on lab lab code sessions that we're going to be talking about. Um, uh, and so that's kind of the uh, announcements. Oh, and I can't forget to mention Spring One. So if you're interested in just learning a little bit about DevOps and uh, a little bit about the developer environment and Kubernetes and just-in-time deployment, all that kind of stuff, uh, Spring 1, September 2nd and 3rd, we had them on the podcast last time, podcast number 521. Go listen to that. It's good to kind of come up to speed. And uh, Spring 1 is going to be another one of these, get your third monitor up and go just check out some of the online sessions. I think that's also also free. So great way to engage with community. They got a community track, induce things with people, meet people, and they're a very open community. Go listen to podcast number 521 and uh, figure that out. Uh, and then finally, we have a little bit of the expert news. So Corey Romero, I know on your, you're on the call. Why don't you say hello and what's new with the experts? Hey, yeah. So uh, this morning we put out an um, email for the experts um, that has to do with VMworld. So if you're a V expert and you have a session for VMworld, um, go read the email, fill out the form, and we will start promoting your sessions via social. Um, we'll promote those through the V expert channel, the VMware channel, as well as uh, I can send that off to the VMworld team, the agency, and uh, get those promoted on VMworld as well. All right, great. Well, we're looking forward to everybody participating and showcasing their content. And yeah, perfect. All right, with that, we can move on to the topic at hand, which is hands-on labs at VMworld this year. We've talked about code, we've talked about Spring One, we've talked about a lot of different things. We'll start talking about sessions, but on let's get an introduction from uh, Sandy Visoso. Why don't you go first? Tell us a little bit about who you are. You've been on many times there, but give us the one mil minute elevator pitch, and then uh, we'll talk to Liam, and then go from there. Hi everybody, my name is Sandy Vasoso. I've been part of VMware now, I would say um, seven years. I got it from LinkedIn. <laughs> like I got my LinkedIn seven years at VM VMware. I actually started here as an intern um, and, and was in marketing. Now I'm part of the hands-on labs team. Um, I've been part of hands-on labs for two years. My role is a content architect. And really what that means, I focus on developing and working with teams within the company who've build the labs um, across our, our different VMware products. My main focus is developing labs around um, vSphere and v VMware Cloud on AWS. So excited to be here and share what, what, what's going to happen for VMworld. <laughs> Fantastic. Leanna, how do you say your name? Leanna? Is it Leanne? L Leanne. There's Leanne. No, just no A on the end, but you're close oh, enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so I'm Leanne Jones. Um, I'm also a content architect working closely with, oh, with Sandy. Um, and I have actually been at VMware for just over eight years. 
So I've been part of the hands-on labs team uh, in a, in a full-time capacity for a little bit over a year. Before that, I was a field SE, um, and I was a volunteer. So I've actually worked with hands-on labs for, I think, almost uh, about six of my eight years at VMware. So definitely a great place to be. Um, and so the teams that I focus on are NSBU and MAP. So to your point about like Spring One and such, we're hoping to be able to have some hands-on lab content at Spring One as well. So that's one of the business units I work with. What does MAP stand for? I'm sorry, Modern Application Platform. Okay, good. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, so I do network and security and modern applications. Modern apps. Good. That's going to be a big one this year, I assume, right? Like yeah. That. With all the Kubernetes integration into vSphere, I would assume that that was going to be our exciting. I was actually looking forward to the real VM world, the, the 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 physical event this year, because there's so much cool content with vSphere seven and Kubernetes and all that that I was like, this is going to be a great year, and it, it's kind of been an okay year, right? So, all right, so let's talk first level, high level. Uh, you know, we have COVID going on, and I know that. Uh, that makes it hard, but to some degree, you guys have already been online. You've already been driving hands-on labs for, you know, uh, online, not necessarily all the labs, but a large percentage of labs have always been online. So this isn't like a radical shift for you guys to go to a VMworld online versus a VMworld, uh, you know, physical. Uh, what's some of the changes that uh, you've seen in COVID with regard to planning and, and getting ready to operate hands-on lab this year? Well, I guess for one thing, um, to your point about trying to bring a friend and trying to um, up the uh, the number of people who are attending, uh, normally it was at VMworld, yes, 100%, uh, We not 100%, but we get at least 90-something percent of the labs available online after the, the physical conference um, in previous years, but we were able to have a very controlled room size. And so you would either come in and attend an expert-led workshop or be able to use one of the thin clients that we had set up. So it was a very controlled environment. And this year we're um, taking some steps, trying to make a lot of content available to everybody. So if we end up at 100,000 people, we're hoping that most of you will be able to come out and at least see some lab simulations. And so that's been, yeah, uh, uh, very exciting right. <laughs> to try to expand out. The, the pure scale, I, I can see that because it's easy to think, like, hey, let's set this thing online. This will be great. But then you look at like, hey, how big can a Zoom meeting actually go, right? And it's like, well, it turns out it's like maybe five or 600. That's it, right? The platform won't actually support more people. So again, we've had that problem with all hands where we have an all hands for the corp and over a thousand people join and you're blocked. You can't get in, right? And so there's a lot of these things that we think, well, we've got online for hands-on lab already. But then when you say, look, we're going to maybe have 50,000 people jump on this, that's a bit different than 300 people a day taking a hands-on lab, right? How many do we run per day normally? And then what are you guys planning for? You know, I have to admit, I don't know off the top of my head um, how many we run normally in a day. It's definitely hundreds and hundreds. I wouldn't be surprised if it was over a thousand a day, but it's very spread out. Yeah, a couple, um, of, years ago, a couple of years ago, I heard like three or 400 a day that they were, they were handling, you know, and they were, they oh, were easily scaled up to, you know, and this was a couple of years ago. So it's probably like you say more, right? Right. Well, last year for just during the week of, um, of VMworld in the U S um, Sandy, um, help me remember here. I think the number that we hit was, was it, um, was it 15,000 labs that we ran in the week? Yeah, we definitely 
overachieved our, our goal um, because we were around, I would say, because we expanded on the number of workshops as well and the number of seating was just a bigger area so we could have more people take the lab. But I think the, the key to that was that we were able to spread out a lot of the um, lab takers. So I think one of the things that we are struggling with is concurrency because um, in terms of scaling online, we, we definitely deliver around, I would say 500 is, is the accurate amount a day, but it, of course it's spread out and um, it's also in different locations around the world at different times, so. Yeah, 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 I can definitely see, you know, the, the intensity of, you know, this 24 hour period. And uh, what I've been trying to do is stretch VMworld out, you know, starting Monday, going through Friday, we're doing the code stuff Thursday and Friday. And it's like this idea of like, well, because this stuff is all online, maybe we can spread that out a little bit so that we don't have such a peak for the, for the 24 hour period. Are you guys looking at spreading that out as well too? Or is it just all start on the 29th and go October 1st? What's the what's the timeline for HOL available? I, I can't imagine I'm going to try to come in and do a lot of labs in a 24-hour period. Right? So, hmm. Yeah, we're going to have a combination. Um, so uh, to your point, as far as the, the, what's just available to everybody and it being free this year, uh, we are working on interactive simulations. So they're not going to be exactly the same type of content where you're logging in and having a live environment because, our, frankly, our clouds can only handle so much, but those will be available all four days. So if um, during, if you're one of our, um, and hopefully we've got a lot of them out there, if you're one of our premium customers, we are going to have some live sessions. They'll be much more intimate. Uh, and where you're actually going to have uh, the, the folks, the, the captains, the specialists uh, from the field that help to write the labs, they'll actually be doing talks, taking you through that content and, and actually um, making sure that you have a really personalized, able to ask questions type of experience. But outside of those hours, or if you're not a premium customer, we're going to have those ISIMs, um, interactive simulations up and running. So the goal will be that any time that you have time, you'll be able to check out hands-on labs, check out some of the content, get introduced to, uh, uh, get some really good interaction with our new products and our new features. Um, and that'll be over, definitely over the entire week. So to your point, even beyond the first two days. And then we will be releasing that content to the general HOL portal after VMworld. So even after VMworld, you can come back, revisit a lab, take one that maybe you didn't have time for. I mean, our intention is, and we'll continue to, to update content later on in the year. So our intention is for this to continue to be very interactive and a great resource for our customers. Nice, nice, nice. I, I don't have a lag. I was just giving Matt a chance to see if he wanted to, uh, to, to ask a question. So Leanne, one of the things that was always neat to see at the uh, in-person experience with as you will, is the command center, to, to see all the stats and, and the back end and everything that was happening concurrently. Do we have anything like that set up or, or something that, that's going to be displayed online for participants to, to transition over to the virtual format? It was such a great feature. 
I think you've been talking to our boss because that's one of his favorite projects. Yes, we are absolutely working on that. So um, it's you know it's it's a little bit trickier, obviously, in the online environment because when you're at Hands On Labs, you can just walk by and see the command center, see our jumbotron, and how many labs have already been run. It's a really great way to just kind of see what's what everybody else is doing. So we will absolutely have that set up, and it'll show you. Um, the goal is to be able to show you how many labs have been run. Uh, what labs are the most popular, uh, what we're doing in the background, so being able to see how many VMs are running, what kind of network traffic we're pushing out to the clouds, all of that will be there. So we're putting a lot of effort in that. That's one of the new aspects for this being virtual is we're developing all of that new to be online. Nice. So part of that experience, and it's, it's such a hard thing when you really consider us going uh, to VMworld is that human interaction, that engagement. So just to reiterate, if you do buy the 299 pass, uh, you will qualify to sit through some of those uh, workshop labs that, that have instructor that you'll be able to engage with some people. So that's one aspect of that. Uh, I know that we have the uh, Odyssey coming up next uh, where we'll talk mm -hmm. about Odyssey where you know we can engage there. I know some of the community members are thinking about setting up a Discord chat server where people can come in and ask questions on Discord. That's not for you guys. I'm just talking through some of the bullet points that uh, will kind of create this week-long environment for people to come in and engage. Uh, outside of Odyssey, which we'll get to in a second, uh, are there other things that from a HOL perspective would make me feel like I actually came to the event. So Matt brought up a good one, which is the screens and show you what's happening. Um, are you going to have any, you know, like, Hey, here's the top leaderboard of people that actually took X number of labs. I know sometimes we report out like, you know, what's happening with the, the I know the, the dashboard gives you how many labs taken that kind of thing. Um, I guess there have been contests in the past where top people, the number of how many labs I took to get through, this guy took you know, all the labs, that kind of thing. We always used to have cloud cred that we weaved into that. And then maybe it's all just Odyssey now, but are there any other things that are gonna be happening uh, that I would be feeling like I was engaging with an event that week? Can I get a t-shirt or anything like that? Or is that again, Odyssey? Like what, how do I, what do I do? The vast majority of that is gonna be Odyssey. So that's where you're gonna see a lot of just really cool stuff coming up, a chance to compete against each other and that kind of thing. So Sandy will, it will definitely dig into that a lot more. Um, we're also um, helping support, there's gonna be some expert sessions and so a lot of the same folks that are going to be doing our guided workshops where you can actually have that interaction, um, have some one-on-one -on -one time, or we'll also be staffing those. So the, the same folks, the same product specialists, the same field SEs and TAMs uh, will be helping out with that one. Um, and as far as other games, we're going to work with the overall events team and we'll definitely participate in that. But I, I think as we talk about Odyssey, that'll be the really exciting stuff as, as far as competition and gaming. Engage with people. Yeah. And then yeah. just to touch upon the command center wall, because I know, Matt, that was kind of like our, our highlight. What we used to do at in-person events, we would have a VIP tour where we walked people through the room, explained yeah, all sure. of the different Kim components. Delgado ran that. It was a great, yep. great little secret back-end thing that, that every once in a while. Do you, are you guys planning on doing something in a virtual-type format to, to see how everything's run behind the curtain, so to say? 
So that's where we're, we're planning with the command center wall, because the whole story behind that is to tell and, and show how we are using our own products to manage hands-on labs, show all of the numbers, uh, like Leanne was saying, like the storage, the networking, everything. So one of the things in terms of getting us to that experience is um, every screen or every dashboard that we display, we're planning to have videos that guide attendees on what exactly it means. So you might see some of those captains who you've probably seen in person, but more as a, a, uh, a video type of um, way to explain to you what each dashboard means because I know it was like a big aspect where you had a chance to have a conversation so that's one of the ways that we're exploring to bring this virtually but still feel like we're there to help you out and understand what you're what you're actually seeing what about any uh, content that is for, or labs that uh, you're waiting to release until the event is there going to be some some content that you guys are, are, are holding off to the event itself maybe around a product launch and or you know i know we can't speak say specific versions or anything like that but just uh some labs that currently aren't available that, that people would be uh interested and in, excited about and participating in to get some hands-on time i think you're trying to get us in trouble yeah uh, <laughs> i was gonna put it to leanne because leanne has all the great great content <laughs> <laughs> so we will uh, yeah. The national oh, is, that is what's going to be new at VMworld content-wise, and you can say whatever you can say and what you can't. We <laughs> always know there's going to be announcements and launches, so uh, just just tell us what you can tell. What should we be excited about, or can we be excited at all, or is it just going to be new versions of the same old stuff? No, no, it, there is actually going to be a lot of um, a lot of exciting new content because. This is a little bit different this year, and um, and with VMworld being shorter, not having separate events for the U.S. and Europe, uh, we are putting an effort into trying to make some of the uh, more of the labs available even before VMworld. So you'll have a chance to potentially see some of that, hear more about it during the sessions, during the talk, during the um, the keynotes at VMworld itself, and then be able to follow up and come back and do um, and do more of it online afterwards. So. Yeah. We, there are going to be a couple of a couple of things that we'll we'll be holding off and releasing that week. But our goal is, I mean, we're it's hard for me to be specific on some of it because the right. fact of the matter is we're sure. cranking out all new content right. on everything right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll save you from getting in trouble because I know some stuff, and I'll just say it that way. I don't have to. You can well, thank you. I'll just nod or <laughs> because, because I know that I've been in uh, launch meetings, right? So because we run the social team as well, not just community, not part of the experts, but the social team. And we have to schedule what's gonna come out when. And what I can say, probably without getting in too much trouble, is that this year, because VMworld is so short, instead of saving all the announcements for like the day of VMworld, it's gonna be a kind of a rolling scenario where two to three weeks before VMworld, we're actually starting to announce products, right? And then you'll hear about new releases, new products, and then you know some stuff will be talked about, and you you know we'll learn more about that. And then by the time you come to the the twenty four hour or two days world, you're going to have already heard a lot about this. And then there's going to be announcements of availability of the collateral stuff that comes along, which I would assume would include hands on labs and all the other things that we do when we launch new stuff, right? So I I gotta imagine it's it's to up level that a little bit. It's going to be a rolling scenario where, you know, you're not just going to launch everything at VMworld. Some of the stuff will 
be talked about and available throughout that rolling cycle. That's my assessment. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good way to put it. And and so that's the point is we do want folks to know that there's going to be some of that available before VMworld. You'll see a few things like especially a lot of the Odyssey content and such will be very special for um, VMworld. And then to your point about more and more updates coming out, we want to we'll, – we'll actually release content now uh, that's updated on the current version that's maybe only been out for a few months because we want you to start getting familiar with that. When there's a release in September, we're already planning to refresh some of it just after VMworld. So that's what's nice about it. There's a lot of really exciting stuff that's going to come at VMworld. And then um, as we make more and more announcements, as kind of a rolling announcement, we'll do rolling hands-on labs updates to correspond with that. Nice, nice. Okay, good. All right, that takes us to 1232, which means we can talk about Odyssey, right? So uh, <laughs> yes. I think it's Sandy. Sandy, are you the Odyssey person? Who, who are we going to chat with? Is it going to be Sandy that's going to tell you? going to tell us about Odyssey? Yes, I'll, I'll be talking about Leanne as well as involved in the process. So her content is going to be part of Odyssey. So she can also jump in where needed. <laughs> All right, so we'll start with Odyssey for people that have just joined VMware, maybe just listening to this podcast. What is Odyssey? Give us the one minute, two minute summary of Odyssey, and then we'll drill down into how it's going to play this year. Yep. So VMware Odyssey is our newest um, hands-on labs program. We actually launched last year during VMworld. Um, and essentially what it is, we have added gamification features to the lab environment. We created a game client called VMware Odyssey, where um, when users open their lab environment, they can click open that game client and input a game code. And essentially that is tied to a leaderboard. And what we've done is now, instead of having a regular lab manual that walks you through the product, features, and um, use cases, now we actually replace that lab manual with tasks. So essentially, we are um, challenging users based on their skills of our product. So if you took a lab and now you want to test what you've learned, you go and take Odyssey. And we have automated the whole validation process. So um, within the game client, we have created API calls in order to validate validate through PowerCLI, Python <laughs> scripting um, to ensure that what you have done is, is correct. And if you didn't, it says, oops, try again. Um, so that's really what, what Odyssey is. We've, we've taken a different approach on how users can evaluate their products and also um, um, challenge their skills and, and build new ones and, and see where they're at, essentially. And people that want to learn more about Odyssey, you know, we spent a whole session, uh, yeah. podcast, podcast number 506, where Sandy and you guys came in and just talked about uh, Odyssey specifically. So again, you're going to be running it. What's going to change this year? Because I know last year was at the venue, you had screens, you had participants. I think we even made a little mobile app and, you know, it was kind of fun, but yeah. it was kind of an in-person thing. And then we're in-person. How is this going to change this year? Yeah, that's correct. That's where we had a little bit of a challenge because we still wanted to build the excitement, feel that, you know, rush when you're competing against other people. At VMworld last year, we had a whole stage um, where teams were going head to head and in the big screen, you got to see the leaderboard music playing in the background. So it was a lot of fun. Um, so this year, knowing that we only have two days instead of the typical five days, um, one of the things that we're doing new, um, we are actually having 
a pre-event. We're going to be launching Odyssey a couple weeks before VMworld. We're actually preparing that right now, and that's all I can share. I can't give you dates or anything just yet, but we're going to be releasing Odyssey Labs ahead of VMworld for people to take, and that essentially will be our qualifying round. So during VMworld last year, we had these rounds where one day you were round one, second day you were round two, and then you made it into semifinal and final. Um, but now we're bringing those qualifying rounds before VMworld. So people have um, a, a time span to take this lab and the top 50 individuals will then be um, showcased and competing in the semifinal, which will be hosted on day one. And then the final will be hosted on day two. So that was kind of our creative way to be able to, you know, build some excitement ahead of the event, get people excited, get people registered for VMworld. And then VMworld, bam, you come in and you, it's all in getting competitive and trying to make it on the, on the leaderboard to make it to the, semi, to the semifinal and final. Right, right. So, so rolling out, introducing labs, coming and doing the labs, again, this whole rolling exposure. So really VMworld should start in, you know, September 10th is when you should start paying attention or maybe earlier. I don't know. Like, yes, we'll, we'll definitely be. I'm not pinning you to it. Yes, <laughs> we'll definitely be um, communicating earlier. But right. um, around that time frame, I think it would be good to, you know, be checking emails, be seeing what has been released and, um, you know, trying the Odyssey Lab if you want to make it to the semifinal during at VMworld. Now, last year, I think the 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 number one prize was like a new Boeing seven forty seven airplane that I got. Mm -hmm. Right, like it was. It's amazing what you guys were giving away. Ride on the space shuttle. Oh wait, wait, wait. Sorry about that one. Uh, are you guys even going to try to do prizes this year? Oh like, yes, we're doing prizes. We know people get competitive with prizes. Um, one of the things that we are doing this year, we understand that VMworld now is both EMEA and Amer, everything all in one. So one of the things that we are looking to schedule is we are looking to schedule a semifinal dedicated to the America's time zone region, right. and then another semifinal that's dedicated to um, Europe region. And, and so in total, we will actually be having um, six prizes. So first place, second place, third place, Americas, first place, second place, third place, EMEA. Um, that way we, we make sure that we're able to, to kind of be in all of those because now th this year it's follow the sun, which means 24 seven VMworld, right? <laughs> so, so we're trying to do our best to be able to allow people to pick a time that works for them because we do want them to, to, you know, have fun, build some skills, showcase what they, what they know of VMware products and, and win. So we will be definitely having prizes, um, and something that is different really this year versus last year. Um, last year we had Teams um, with going virtual. Teams is just very, very difficult to manage logistically, how you communicate, everybody has their own environment. So this time it's really gonna be individual. So head to head against one another and that will allow us to scale. So last year we only had about 20 teams. This year is gonna be 50 individuals making it to the semifinal in Americas and then 50 individuals making it to the semifinal in EMEA. So that way we're, we're looking at around 100 people 
in total for semifinal where last year we we did have a smaller amount but I know virtually we just have to scale and, and that was one of the ways that we we saw that we could, were able to scale and bring it to more to more people okay so Leanne um easter eggs cool things inside the lab like you know are there going to be hard things in these is there going to be something challenging that I haven't seen before like how are you guys going to make these things so that when I take this, this is not just like the same lab that I practiced 15 times over the last five weeks so that I could come in and nail this one. What are you guys doing different? Well, there's, uh, there's going to be a range. So we try not to be really mean and have all of it be this really advanced. If you're not a product expert, you're never going to be able to get through the tasks. Um, but yeah, so we're trying to make sure that the core labs, so just the, the traditional hands-on labs experience where you can go through and really learn about the products, that will be available a little bit earlier so you have a chance to study. But then once it comes down to Odyssey, oh yeah, it's all new tasks. Um, and you're going to have some new products that we've never covered in Odyssey before. Um, so, and some that are frankly very new products. So there's not going to be a lot of people with experience out there. So yeah, it's going to, it's not going to be all easy, but there'll be some, you know, some stuff, if you know, NSX, you know, maybe you have a chance at getting through some of them a little bit easier, but it's going to be a combo. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm just going to build a bot, right. That goes in, uses a mouse clicker. And it's just going to run like 500 different scenarios or a thousand answer a bunch of things. Is it multiple choice or do I have to actually have my bot type in answers? I, I just got to know so I know how to win that new Boeing 747 prize. I, there's only going to be six of them. Here, so I got a limited choice. But yeah, I guess that's that's it. You can you can come in. There will be, you know, it's learning. You get to learn, right? But then you also get to compete. Is there, there's the hundred, it seems like it's like narrow, narrower. Am I going to be able to see how I did overall with the 50,000 people that take this? Or, you know, like, is there, is a general point system that goes all the way down? Or is it just, hey, you either make the top 100, reminds me of a golf tournament where you either make the weekend cut or you don't, right? And if you don't, then you're done. Is there a yep. general scoring as well? Or is it just a cut system? Yes, we will have a leaderboard specifically for each and every stage. Um, something new that we are we're still testing, but I can give you kind of like a sneak peek into this. Um, last year, or currently right now, Odyssey is based on time and accuracy. But this time, knowing the feedback that we've gotten, um, it seems like scoring is the best way universally how people know where they where they qualify. So this year we will be showing score and time. And um, so that'll be something new that you'll see in our leaderboard for the first time. Um, right now we're, we're testing that internally, seeing how people react to it, if they like it, they don't like it. So, um, but so far we've been getting positive feedback that that is the, the way people like to be seen on a leaderboard, both with their time, their score and accuracy on the tasks. So that'll be um, something new that we're releasing and a way for users to transparently see kind of where they, they land in comparison to someone else. Have you guys seen that uh, cheatodyssey.com site that some guys set up? Where what? You no. <laughs> all the answers, and learn it before, and then, and then come in and nail it. So I'm just wondering, like, how are you going to manage, because it's online this year, like, how are you going to manage whether people are actually Googling everything ahead of time? 
while they're while they're playing. I guess there's time element that, that makes it hard to Google as fast. Yes. As yes. Hey, we we know people are going to be trying to find the best way, but it's really oh, on strategy. Seven. You have we we built the labs to be completed within 30 minutes that's that's yeah. kind of our our we we've been working with different people in the organization to understand the the difficulty the easiness of a task but our, our goal is to fit it within a 30 minute time frame that someone can complete and so in that 30 minutes you can if you want to use google that might take more time than actually you know reading carefully so hmm. so we're, we're that's actually nice to know right uh, that's actually and i think that's really smart right that because it, it's it's always like well i don't want to commit a whole two hours to something that i'm going to not even show up going to be number 99 out of 100 right but if it's only a half an hour one that that does alleviate the cheating aspect because you know you, it's not going to really be worth plus it's only a half an hour investment so if you don't end up uh in the top five, who cares? It just so is half an hour and you probably learn something. So I like that framework versus, you know, a longer lab that then you, you, you invest a lot into, you learn out of it, but then where you land, yeah. Okay, good. So uh, that'll help cheating, right? Which I, which I think is good. Uh, shipping your six things, that's not gonna be a, a problem. Prizes, but nobody gets a sticker. How are we gonna do stickers this year? Like there's a, no no way to do Virtual this. sticker. <laughs> so think virtual Sunday. We, we will, we're actually working on um, having a virtual certificate to the winners that we're gonna be sending digitally. Um, last year, we actually printed them and gave them to people on site. So this time will be virtual, but we will be again, handing out those certificates to the winners as well with their prize. Very good, very good. So uh, other things that are were on our list to talk about, I think today for you guys is, all right, VMworld is coming up, but that's, this is good. Um, but then after VMworld, how long is this stuff gonna hang around, right? Like our, does, did Odyssey continue playing last year or was it at the end of VMworld? What's the history of, you know, the arc of Odyssey going forward? Um, are you guys gonna run it at VForms and APJ? Uh, what's your thought process, at, you know, for the arc of, of the rest of the year. Yeah, last year we we um, we had them trickle down into the V forms in Asia region. So we had competitions in in Singapore, Japan. I know Leanne, you were in India and also went to different locations. So this year we are looking and, and working with the with the organization who is located in the regions to see if they want to follow a similar framework than what we're doing at VMworld. We're also partnering closely with the BIMA community. Um, right now, they're actually running the Peers and Pints this this year, which um, is dedicated to Odyssey, where it's a uh, after hours um, where people get to network, have fun, and, and do an Odyssey lab. And so um, they're very excited to see the new content that's coming at VMworld to be able to do um, more um, kind of virtual sessions like that. So definitely continuing to partner with with uh, Asia um, locations and also VMUG. That makes Andy, sense. To that, to that end, where are we at? And forgive me, I don't know the exact answer where we currently even sit with this. But as far as uh, you know, our friends and user base that are out there in a the community that English would maybe not be the primary language. And how are hands-on labs coming along with localizations? Great question. I can answer for some for Odyssey. We we did localize them. We usually um, start localization 
once we we we've hit the mark in terms of okay this lab is fully developed um, it's gone through the necessary testing we're good to send it off to localization and usually um, that happens within mid Q3 um, and then we, we start to release what what has been localized I don't know Leanne if you have more details but so far that's kind of been our processes as we finish a lab we kick it off to localization and we tr uh, slowly release those um, languages yeah and that's just to add to that that's one of the things that's nice about this year um, since we are pushing to try to get some of that content um, locked in and released before VMworld. We're hoping that'll give us the opportunity to potentially even have some of the labs um, in different languages for VMworld itself. So, you know, it is it is a process. Um, so we might we won't be able to have as much as we would like uh, at VMworld that's in the different languages. So please do continue to check back and look for more of that. But that is our goal. And that's part of what's nice about seeing some of that content locked in, you know, earlier in September is then we have a chance to get it into some other languages. So we'll definitely be working to make that happen. And Leanne, where's the best place for a user to check? Is there a, a URL, a, a Twitter feed? Where's the best place that, that where those announcements are usually posted at? Normally, if you just come out and um, just basically go to our, our website, so just go to the labs at hol.vmware.com, um, website um, or yeah, just the hol.vmware.com links you to, we've got a blog site, community site, things like that. Um, as you go out to the catalog, it will actually have flags. So you'll be able to see the content on the, uh, you know, as you go through the left-hand side and look at all of them, it'll have a flag that says if something's new. It'll also have um, tags with it, so it'll show when it's available in different languages. Um, but we are trying to do more and more announcements with that. So, you know, our blog sites, um, and we're, we're trying to make more, uh, more of a splash in uh, digital marketing uh, than we have been in the past. So we'll try to make that a little bit more obvious this year. Very nice. Uh, I, I do want to uh, switch gears because I heard something this week that I thought if people listen to this whole podcast, uh, this will be worth it. I saw numbers on uh, content uh, clicks through VMworld.com, like how much click we get through the different session descriptions, right? And the number one, believe it or not, was NSX content, right? So uh, Leanne, since, since I think you do some networking stuff, um, what are some of your favorite uh, NSX learning uh, labs that we, we got out there? And I know that VMware announced uh, helping with VeloCloud build out 5G networks and all kind of crazy stuff that the networking world is going through. So I guess I'll just pick your brain, you know, beginner, intermediate and advanced, what's your kind of scenarios for NSX uh, and networking labs out there? Yeah, that's, um, there's a lot <laughs> that's happening with that for this year. So um, traditionally, the, the well, for the, I think for quite a few years now, the most popular or, you know, certainly in the top three of most popular labs has been an NSX getting started, you know, and especially around NSXT and everything. Well, um, we released an updated version. So we did release version three of NSXT earlier this year. So we're releasing all new content. Uh, specifically around that. And so depending upon where you are with NSX, we'll have content available. And so this is in the core labs as well as we're just a little hint. We're working on getting some stuff, some cool stuff out there with Odyssey as well. So stay tuned. Um, but yeah, so the getting started is 
really a, a great way for folks that are maybe new to networking, if you're traditionally a vSphere admin, you know, or something like that, now having to branch more into networking is a great way to, to really get going, get your feet underneath you. This year, we're actually able to um, provide even more advanced content. So given all the new security features that are out now with NSX, we're actually working to release a, a lab that'll be completely focused on those security features. So very advanced. It should be really good content for some of our more senior network administrators and folks that have maybe been working with NSX for a while. Um, but then, of course, we're also doing advanced load balancers, so from Abbey Network, um, as well as a lot with uh, SD-WAN and Velo Cloud. Um, and actually, how you manage, going back to like some of the application stuff, how you work with Kubernetes and secure Kubernetes with NSX. So there's a ton of exciting new network and security content coming out. Nice. Uh, well, I could, I could see that. And if you look at Kubernetes, that was going to be my follow-up question. Same question around Kubernetes, because in the top, I can't remember if it was NSX, then Kubernetes. I think there was somebody that came in second, and then Kubernetes was actually third. So same question back at you, which is, what about Kubernetes labs? Yeah, that's also, I mean, everything with the Tanzu platform is really exciting. And that's, there's a lot new that's coming out. I mean, heck, there's parts of it that are built into vSphere now, you know, so just being able to do vSphere and Tanzu, um, Tanzu together and Kubernetes built into that. Um, so yeah, that popularity has increased a lot as people have realized that VMware really is a partner in that application community and has worked closely with a different um, with Docker and with all the different community members. So us being able to offer solutions that help actually make your um, your Kubernetes environments more enterprise ready and security, all of the things that a traditional enterprise needs. So the Tanzu um, the Tanzu product set really lends itself to that. So to that, we are absolutely working on all new content. So Mission Control has been out for a little while. I think that was one of the labs that gained popularity. We had some kind of generic content before about Kubernetes, but now you'll see things around uh, yeah, Kubernetes Grid, uh, is Tanzu Kubernetes Grid integrated. Uh, you know, All of that is gonna be updated and a lot of new content this year. So it's all in progress. <laughs> Very nice, very nice. I know that uh, that's that's going to be a popular one. I'm excited to to see all of these things roll out and and be available uh, at VMworld this year. And in combination, I think I feel like we need to do a Matt. We need to do a podcast on hands-on lab uh, creation, right? So that I can actually build out my a, a small. Uh, network environment as well as a Kubernetes environment and actually start to get my feet wet on this because it's all places that the traditional IT administrator is growing into this year, right? Um, and, and, it, and, it's, and it's obviously popular because it's ending up in these top five lists of people that are looking at sessions to download, right? And there, there is no limitation on it. Absolutely. We'd love to have uh, both Leanne and Sandy back and maybe have some props some other members of their team to see the, the nuts and bolts of, of how all of this is built and designed and how we roll these products out. And I'm sure that we're using you know, our own product set uh, very extensively, not only to demonstrate, but then just to deploy as well. So I'd love to have both of you back. I have one more topic because we, we, I think we have like five minutes left or maybe six minutes left. So 
cloud. I know we've been talking about cloud. Everybody's talking about cloud, cloud everything. We have different cloud providers, hyperscalers, all this stuff. When is, uh, one, are you on cloud today when you're talking about infrastructure? Like, and then two, when is an HOL going to be uh, run on Tanzu with some microservice architecture in order to, you know, debug all of our Tanzu platforms, right? Because, you know, we know that using our own stuff is a great way to debug before our customers actually find these bugs. So take us through cloud and, uh, you know, the future projection of microservices in the hands-on lab environment. Wow, that's cool. Well, that, um, <laughs> so the there's two aspects of that. So Sandy, I know you work on some of the cloud ones. You want to talk about what we do with AWS and such? Yeah, I can take the first one and then <laughs> can take the second part. Yeah, so in terms of our VMware, um, how we build hands-on labs, we use both private and public cloud. So we actually use three private clouds located in California, Washington, and Amsterdam. Um, usually, like in the past, Amsterdam has been the one that we mostly use for VMworld Barcelona, but those are our, our three private clouds. In terms of public clouds, um, in the past, and we're working on this, we partnered with IBM and AWS. We actually do have um, hands-on labs that it's called VMware Cloud on AWS, and we are going to have um, workshops around this. We're expanding our partnership with them. Um, and further building upon upon that um, partnership that we have with them to build more extensive content, but also get people in and, and test out in, in this cloud environment and leveraging their, their resources. And, and I remember from last year, we're actually using our management infrastructure to manage across the, our on-prem yeah. and our cloud services, really using what we promote as a hybrid, a pure hybrid environment where you're managing workloads across across the two. Is that correct? Still, yeah. All right, great. So we got that. That's fantastic. <laughs> now, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So passwords. I'm happy. Uh, microservices. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the, we're definitely, um, we're working to be able to do more and more with microservices. Um, and it's interesting because it's actually kind of having us really take a look at what that core infrastructure is. And the core infrastructure is very different uh, for a traditional vSphere environment versus a microservices. So we're, uh, we can definitely, and it's, I mean, frankly, VMware has been able to do this for a bit. So we're able to support being able to do Kubernetes clusters within a vSphere environment. So you get all that management goodness with the flexibility. So we're definitely living that within um, within the HOL environment. And one thing that's been kind of nice, so you'll see more and more of that as we, as we move along and especially if we do another session where we talk about the infrastructure and how HOL is actually built, um, we're planning more and more of that within the HOL environment and to help us hopefully make management easier. But it's interesting with things like Tanzu Mission Control and some of our products that are very cloud-based, these are live environments. So we'll have a lab environment that's running. We'll do updates to the service on the, in, in the cloud, and you'll actually see that reflected in the lab that last week maybe looked different. So sometimes we have to make some updates to the manual to make sure that the flow still makes sense. But there's a lot of times that you can still get that same really interactive, hey, this is what's new with our cloud services, with the, with these, um, with the Tansu services to manage your um, 
um, your clusters, and you can actually see that right away in the hands-on lab environment just because of all of that being so dynamic. So it's a brave new world. <laughs> by the mere fact that you have a Tanzu lab, you're using Tanzu and, and you, you are engaged there, right? And so you'll have some services just because you have a lab that's doing that, right? So it's a right. Matt, yeah, we have a couple of a couple of labs that leverage that, and it's it's alive. You have to register a certain way as you start the lab, check in as a student to be able to get access, and you're working in the live cloud environment and managing um, live clusters. Matt, we're at the top of the hour. I want to do the last question, and then we'll wrap up. Oh, uh, quickly, what is your favorite lab? Leanne and Sandy, I'll, I'll, I'll let you each answer that individually. Of, of, of all that are out there, what, what's your, your go-to favorite lab that you just enjoy and just think is a, is a great combination of everything that Hands-On Labs has to offer? That's a hard oh, that's one. a tough question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You might get us in trouble with some of our, our volunteers, but um, I have to, and maybe it showed because of uh, the fact that I've mentioned like the Mission Control Lab a couple of times, that to me has been uh, a fun challenge because of its, uh, the way that it uses cloud and that kind of thing. So, and that one has been, if, if not my favorite, at least one that's been really super interesting for me. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, in terms of like complete and someone that's coming to VMworld for, VMware to the, for the first time testing our products, our number one lab has always been Virtualization 101. I know it's surprising, but that is our number one lab. So I do encourage anybody who's new to start off with that lab. Recently, my favorite one, just because I, I haven't um, been in that space so much, has been vSphere with with Tanzu, um, because we are using a lot of new capabilities going into the Kubernetes side. So for me, that that was a lot of learning when I when I was working with um, the captains to build it and testing it. I was like, wow, this is really cool. I'm getting into the um, putty and using this command line. So I haven't done that so much in, in my experience in the past. So that was something definitely I, I enjoyed. Matt, 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 long as you are an evil person, my answer to that question is, I have no favorite children. They're all my favorite. Oh, we should have answered with that. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> all right, we're at the top of the hour. Thanks a lot, Matt. Sandy, Leanne, thanks for being here. As always, I'm excited about the Emerald. I will we'll certainly see you in the, in the backdrop and uh, looking forward to having you come back and tell us uh, who won the Odyssey Odyssey game environment. Uh, that should be fun. Last but not least, V Barbecue. Tony Foster, you've been there quietly sitting on chat talking about all kinds of desktop. Uh, I don't know if you're still there. Got any V Barbecue? I did some V Barbecue myself I this am. weekend. How's it going? I, I did. Uh, sausages and pineapples. And my favorite hands on labs are the uh, VMware Horizon Labs. Of so, course it is. Yeah. The Horizon Labs. You can't go wrong with that. I did make, uh, I did, did some classic tri-tip on the bar barbecue. And what I would say is this time I bought from the grocery store pre-seasoned, you know, marinated for a two-day tri-tip or maybe three-day tri-tip. And what I would say there is be careful when you put that stuff on the grill because it's already got the marinade on it and sugar on it. It'll burn much quicker than a normal tri-tip. You have to have the, you have to have the tri-tip on low heat Otherwise, you end up carving off the, the eighth of an inch of the outside that has turned to complete charred blackness, which eliminates the whole idea of having some great seasoning on the outside. 
Not that that ever happened to me. No, 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 never does. But uh, in case you're doing it, be yeah. careful about that. You heard it from a guy. That's right. I heard it from a friend of mine. My friend of mine had that happen. So there you go. Yeah. It's a great show. Thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll be back again next week. Until then, uh, eat some barbecue and have some fun. Life is short. Can't wait for VMworld. See you there. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Recording paused. There you go. We are off. Well, that was fun. Thank oh, you both. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I know we had to be so, somewhat cautious, but great questions. <laughs> no, it was fantastic. We did a nice job taking through everything and didn't didn't spend forever on everything, just a little bit of everything. So very fun. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. We'll talk to you later. And uh, everybody good. I got a one o'clock, so I got to go. Talk to you later. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Talk to you later. Later. <laughs>